Chickadees, let's begin this next story about what happened to Nephi's family. After they finished building the ship, the Lord told Lehi that it was time for them to board the ship and take off across the ocean. So they loaded up all their food and seeds and belongings and then set sail. Now, here is some exciting news that you might not know. Did you know that Lehi and Sariah had two more sons while they were traveling in the wilderness? Yup, it's true. Their names were Jacob and Joseph. Anywho, the Lord sent a wind to help push the ship closer to the promised land, and their voyage was going pretty well until one day, Laman and Lemuel and Ishmael's sons began to get a little rowdy and rude. They sang loudly and danced about and boasted that they were so powerful. Nephi was worried that the Lord would punish them because of how rude and disrespectful they were being. So he tried to remind them that they needed to remember all that God had done for them. But this time, they did not repent immediately. In fact, they got so angry with Nephi again that they tied him up a second time. They said, we are not going to let our younger brother be our ruler. Poor Nephi. His brothers were so mean to him, but he knew that the Lord allowed these hard things to happen to him so that the Lord could show his power and punish the wicked. As soon as they had tied Nephi up, the Leahona stopped working. It didn't tell them in which direction they should steer their ship anymore. And on top of that, a huge storm started up. The waves were so big that they pushed the boat back further and further and further from where they should have been going. And this storm and the great wind happened for three whole days. Poor Nephi was tied up this entire time and everyone else on the ship was terrified. Lehi tried to convince his sons to let Nephi go, but they refused. And they even threatened to hurt anyone who tried to help Nephi. Lehi and Zariah were so upset, and they were getting pretty old, so the distress of what was happening made them so sick that it seemed as though they might die. Poor little Jacob and Joseph were very, very distraught because their parents were so sick, and their cries and the cries of Nephi's own wife and children did nothing to soften the heart of those wicked brothers. Well, the storm finally became so scary that even Laman and Lemuel got scared. They started to think that they might be drowned in the waves. And when the storm got even bigger and bigger on the fourth day, they finally began to think, Oh, maybe, maybe God is upset with us for tying up Nephi. Maybe the storm had happened as a punishment for our sins. So they decided to soften their hearts a little bit and untie Nephi, 
whose wrists and ankles had become so swollen and painful from being tied up for so long. Now, I don't know about you, but if my brothers had tied me up and left me on a stormy ship for four days, I would have had a lot of things to complain about. But you know what? Nephi praised the Lord each day and did not complain against him. Sometimes when hard things happen, it's easy for us to get upset with everyone around us and even with God for letting hard things happen to us. But we must always remember that part of living on earth means that everyone will be tested with hard things. And if we remember that God loves us and knows exactly what we're going through, we can find comfort and peace and rest through him no matter what hard things we're going through. Well, after Nephi was released, he grabbed the Liahona and it showed them where to sail from there. Nephi also said a prayer and asked Heavenly Father to calm the storm, and the winds died down, and the waves got smaller and smaller until the whole sea was calm again. Hallelujah! After sailing for many, many days, they finally made it to the promised land. Oh, they were so happy to get there. They pitched their tents and began to plant gardens and raise food, and they discovered all sorts of animals on the promised land, like cows and oxen and goats and horses. They also found lots of different metals in the earth, like gold and silver and copper. It was truly a blessed land. Well, after they had settled there for a bit, the Lord commanded Nephi to make some metal plates so that he could record all that had happened to his family up to this point kind of like keeping a journal. After Nephi made the metal plates, he spent a lot of his time reading the brass plates and teaching his brothers and his family all about Jesus and about the scattering and gathering of the tribes of Israel. Nephi knew these things were important to understand, so he wanted his brothers to understand the writings of the prophet Isaiah because Isaiah wrote many things about Jesus and the scattering and gathering of Israel too. Isaiah had lived in Jerusalem about 100 years before Lehi's family did. The Jews at his time were so wicked that the Lord allowed them to be overruled by the Assyrians. In fact, that's about the time when the true scattering of Israel really began. We kind of talked about the scattering and gathering of Israel in some of my previous stories, And these things are important for us to understand because the scriptures are full of the history of and the prophecies about the house of Israel. In fact, our prophet today, President Russell M. Nelson, has said that the gathering of Israel is the most important thing happening on the earth right now. So let's hear what Isaiah and Nephi had to say about it. Nephi said to his brothers, Listen, everyone who was baptized and entered into a covenant with the Lord. Just because you are a part of the house of Israel does not mean that the Lord is pleased with your behaviors. Remember what he's been trying to teach you from the beginning of life here on earth. He's trying to show you amazing things, but your eyes are so blind that you won't see them. He's trying to tell you amazing things, but your ears are so deaf you won't hear them. Despite all of this, however, the Lord and creator of all things will not let you be completely destroyed because he is loving and cares about those who have made covenants with him. He will test you and try your faith and make out of you a holy people who love him. 
He will also send an emperor named Cyrus to destroy the Babylonians after they capture Jerusalem. The Lord can destroy anyone else who tries to fight against the house of Israel too. Oh, if you only choose to keep God's commandments, then your peace would have been like a river and your righteousness would have been like the waves of the sea. I want you listeners to think about that for a moment. We are told that if we keep God's commandments, then our peace can be like a river. What do you think that means? If you want, you can pause the story and talk with your family about why you would want your peace to be like a river and why you would want your righteousness to be like the waves of the ocean. Well, Isaiah then tells the Israelites that after the Lord saves them from the Babylonians, that they should worship God and tell everyone they meet that the Lord protects and saves his covenant people and that he gives no peace at all to the wicked. Now, Nephi shares Isaiah's prophecies given to the parts of the house of Israel who had been scattered like Nephi's own family. He said that in the future, the Lord would begin to gather Israel again since he covenanted to do so. And he would give the world a sign that he was beginning his gathering work. The sign would be a specific servant or prophet who would be born and grow up to bring the Lord's truths and covenants to the earth again after they had all been taken away. Hmm, do those prophecies sound familiar to you? They kind of sound like the same things that Nephi saw in his own great vision on the mountaintop, right? So do you remember who the prophet Isaiah was talking about? It was Joseph Smith. Isaiah prophesied that Joseph would help bring Christ's kingdom back to the earth and help restore the ordinances that made it possible for all of God's children, both living and dead, to make covenants with God so that they could live with him forever. It would be like prisoners being set free to live a life of light and glory with God. Some people think that the gathering of Israel means that all of God's saints will be gathered to one specific place. But right now, the gathering of Israel means gathering souls into God's kingdom. And the only way we can do that is by helping others make and keep sacred covenants. Then the whole world will have reason to rejoice. There may be some times when the house of Israel feels like it has been forgotten by the Lord. But the Lord said, no way. Do you think that a mom can forget her nursing baby? Hardly. I remember my saints even more than a mom might remember her nursing baby, if you can imagine that. I have you engraved on the palms of my hands. I have my scars here from being on the cross to remind me every moment of my existence that I have redeemed you, if you choose to have faith in me. I'm here to bless you and guide you and save you, if you will let me. It's like your own trials are my own trials. And when it feels like you're facing a wall in your life, it's like I'm facing that wall too. That's how much I love you. And it helps prove that I will never forget you. It's kind of like I'll be married to my church members. They will be bound to my side and I will lead them and protect them and provide for them. Even when the saints turn away from me, Although I will be sad and upset, I'll make sure that they have the chance to live with me forever, if they choose to do so. 
I will let the Gentiles restore my gospel to the earth so that they can gather the house of Israel as if they're carrying them on their shoulders back to me. And I will fight against anyone who tries to destroy this work or this gathering. It is far too important. At this point, Nephi took a break from reading Isaiah's prophecies to his brothers. And they asked, Oh boy, what in the world do these scriptures mean? Is this all stuff that is going to happen physically while we're still on the earth? Or is it all going to be spiritual stuff that we can't see? And Nephi said, Well, the Holy Ghost spoke of these things to Isaiah and really all the prophets. They're things that are going to happen both physically and spiritually. Let me try to explain. The house of Israel is going to be scattered over all the earth because of their wickedness. Many of the Jews have already been scattered, and the nations of the earth are going to really hate them and treat them poorly. In fact, the Lord is going to raise up a mighty nation of Gentiles, or people who are not Jews, on this very land where we are right now, and they are going to scatter and hurt our children. But after the Lord has restored his gospel to the earth again through the Gentiles here on this land, then they will help our posterity make covenants with the Lord. It will be like the Gentiles are giving the scattered house of Israel piggybacks back to the Lord. That's what the gathering of Israel will be like. Everyone will be helping each other make covenants with Heavenly Father so that they can live with him again after they die if, if they have faith in Jesus Christ. And then Nephi took a moment and told his brothers some of the things that he had seen in his own vision on the mountaintop about the great and abominable church being destroyed and the Lord protecting his saints. He said that the Lord's saints wouldn't need to fear anything because the Almighty God over everything will protect them. It's really the wicked who should be scared and worried. The Lord would treat his saints like cows in a stall. When I was talking about this idea with my son the other night, he was so confused about why it would be a good thing to be treated like cows in a stall. But just think about it this way. Would you rather be a wild cow wandering in the wilderness without food or protection, or a cow whose owner protects it and feeds it and takes care of it in a shelter like a barn? I would rather be the cow being taken care of personally, Nephi also compared the Lord to a shepherd who protects and feeds his sheep who know him. Then Nephi explained a little of what the earth would be like after the wicked will be destroyed, after Jesus comes to live on the earth for a second time. He said that Satan wouldn't have any power over the hearts of the people living on the earth for many, many years because they would be so righteous that they wouldn't pay him any attention or give him any power. At this time, all the wicked would be burned because of their unrighteousness. Then Nephi said to his brothers, Please know that all these scriptures written on the brass plates are true. All of this is truly going to happen, and those who have faith in Christ and repent will be safe. So please, don't say that Dad and I are crazy. It's not just us who testify that these things are going to happen. Prophets have been writing down these very same things for years. And that was the end of Nephi's discussion with his brothers at that time. And that is also the end of my story for today. So until my next story, I, go, I hope you guys have a wonderful day. Goodbye.
Thank you.